Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us. Supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. We'll thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip through the drive through here at Strange Brew Coffee House in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Robbie, it would be a little weird if Brupolo was in Cortland. Yes. Brutally. I know you've been to Cortland. Or at least been through. Yeah. I know you've been could, at least one game up there in Batesville, so yes. Uh I've been I've been a couple of times to South Panola. Yeah. Uh, Portland yeah, is but, like I think is sort of the uh it's the the, the the area right outside of Batesville. That's where all the, the players live. Like the Piggy around the North Panola. and all those and the Jerry's, they all came from Cortland. Is that around North Panola? Well, we won't get into all that. We don't. We won't start up that controversy here today. Well, wherever you are in the great state of Mississippi, if you want Strange Brew Coffee every morning, all you've got to do is order it. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Place your order. Whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on your front counter, we got you taken care of at StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. College Corner, CollegeCornerStore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has the biggest and best selection of it. In central Mississippi, whatever you're looking for, for yourself, for your car, for your tailgate, or for your home, they got you covered at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starbucks' best Mexican restaurant over there on University Drive. It's Wing Wednesday over at Humble Taco, which means the Mexican smoked wings are on special. And that's what we're always talking about with Mex, you know, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. We love our smoked wings here in this state, but the Mexican smoked wing, it's different. It's something you can't get anywhere else. You can only get it at Humble Taco, and the menu is full of things that we talk about just like that. Head over to University Drive, grab a seat on the patio, and grab some great Mexican food at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs for lunch sounds like a great idea to me. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It'll be ready within minutes. And whenever you order online, you are piling up reward points so you can order for free the next time you get a sandwich. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. It's Rumblings Day, Robbie Falk. How are you today? Are you ready to answer all these great questions? I guess. Okay, then. Well. Why not? with, With that kind of enthusiasm, how can we fail? Let's start it off then, our friend Colton Watson. Robbie, I notice sometimes you will retweet one of your own tweets with an article that you've written a day or two before. I've always wondered what the criteria is for you to do that. Do you do it when articles are doing well or when they need a boost in readership or is it random? 
One thing's for sure, Robbie Falk. Just retweet. I mean, I'm just bumping it back if, in case anybody missed it. I don't. Sometimes I do the the in case you missed it thing. Sometimes I just retweet it and put it back in people's timelines. It's another way to get it read for the afternoon crowd. If somebody missed it earlier in the day, it's just a, I'm just bumping it back up. It, it doesn't have anything to do like you know one of them's getting more hits than the other. I just I do it with pretty much all my stories just because. Yeah, well, there you go. You got a problem with that, Colton? <laughs> I doubt it. How does NC State feel right now? Kicked out of the College World Series in the Final Four in 2021, and then the team that stole their spot in the tourney wins it all in 2022. NC State baseball is kind of snake bit, to say the least. Yes, this was a tough two years for them. And, I mean, there's still that thing being thrown around that this is Mississippi State's national championship was an asterisk or whatever. I, I mean, I applaud what NC State was able to do. I thought it was an incredible run. But Mississippi State beat two of the best college pitchers in the last decade. Mm -hmm. Well, one of them they didn't beat, but they had to face two of the best college pitchers in the last decade, Mm -hmm. and uh, on on uh, you know a fresh rest. While Mississippi State was throwing their best guy on three days rest, and their top guy only lasted one inning uh, in that first game. So I mean, uh, State uh, State won that thing outright. I think State would have beat NC State in two games. I really. Yeah, I was thinking about that today, honestly, and I um, disagree with you because McLeod okay. was so bad by the end of the year last year. I don't know that State would have gotten that first game. I think it would have gone the exact same way. Well, here's the thing: mm-hmm. Mississippi State only gave up runs in like two innings of that game. True. The first inning, the first inning was the bad inning. You're not facing a Jack Leiter yeah. on the front end with NC State. True. I don't remember. I don't remember their ace, but he wasn't Jack Leiter. It was also to remember. That. I mean, state scored twenty something runs the next two games. Yeah, that they might could have made up that deficit. Yeah, no, you're right. You're not wrong. But I just I, I think about McLeod and how he struggled at the end of the season last year, or two years ago, I guess I should say now. And yeah, I don't know. It was I mean, last year. Well, yeah, two seasons ago, I guess I should say. Uh, MSU football. Has a it was total. last season. We're still kind of in this season. It's in no, the this same. Season's over. It's over. It ended. I know, but we're in the same month that the season ended, so I don't consider last season, you know, three days ago. I I am telling you that as soon as the final out is recorded, that's last season. Oh, my God. Okay, just move on to the next question, please. Very good. MSU football has a ton of mid-tier three stars that all seem to be underrated, according to people in MSU circles that are supposed to know, but can they all be that underrated? Surely not all of these kids whose next best offers are Indiana and Memphis are diamonds in the rough. Well, of course not. And State will sign 25 guys this year, and six, seven, maybe even eight of them will never make a meaningful contribution at Mississippi State. Either they'll go to the transfer portal or they'll just be on the roster for three, four years, and they'll graduate and they'll never actually do anything. State, State signs a ton of guys like that every time. You know, you're just sort of hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, uh, the people that say that everybody's underrated, well, that's just the eternal optimist. That's the sunshine pumper. I mean, you have the, that. There's not anybody that is unbiased that's able to look at that and say, you know, everybody's underrated on this team. Um, you know that there's a the people that actually know about you know the star system and how 
you know, the best teams usually have the best players. Those people understand that Mississippi State's got to recruit better to be a better program. That's right. I mean, there's no other way around that, yeah. So, yeah, State, of all the three-star guys, State will sign this year. And State will probably sign 16 to, to 18 guys like that. You could almost go half and half in terms of who will make a contribution. Yes. Simple as that. Uh, where are we here? The dude. If you had to replace Lamonis with any coach in the nation, who would it be? I'm probably because I might people gotta get mad, but I would go with Tony Fatella. Yes. I feel uh, like dynamite recruiter. There's obviously something that he's teaching that's working with the players because they're developing and they're um they got a really great approach offensively. I mean that, this like day and age in the, sports, in the NIL era, yeah. you need some guys like that. You yeah. need some guys that have, that have some juice. That would be my guy. Message boards of everybody who criticized him last year having to get on board. Yes, that would be I, outstanding. I would laugh quite a bit. Um, who else would be in that in that uh, conversation? I think um, Jay Johnson could be in that conversation. He, he, he could really been impressive uh, in terms of how he works the transfer portal. Um, and good coach, too. I think he's a really good manager. Dave Van Horn, just a little too far down the road, I think. Like that, and he just years hasn't. I want, I want a guy, if you're not like the young up and comer, I want a guy that's won a national title. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point, too. Uh, I want a guy that's been there that knows how to win it all. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that would be one. Is O'Sullivan um, one? I like the shines a little off of O'Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of lost his luster a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, Link Jarrett's moving up that list. He is. I'm interested to see him with some more resources here. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, these are all these are all quality choices. There's, there's, yeah, there's there's plenty of good options out there. But that said, I wouldn't want to make a change. So, um, what addition? Unless they don't get the guys on the transfer portal. Well, then, then we'll, we'll reevaluate. What addition would you want to make Diddy Noble the stadium even better than it already is? What is this? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, what does it lack? Baseball? Yeah. Make the grandstand um, a little bit bigger, maybe hold another thousand. I guess some more seats, some yeah. more just actual seats would yeah. be – for me, it would be the press box. That thing needs to be demolished and redone. Over, yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's I, I terribly done. I don't. Yeah, I, that, that's that's my answer. Good call. I'll go with Robbie Hill that one. Uh, let's see here. The sorcerer asked. Now that baseball is over, rank these three college baseball obsessive talking points from unbearable to bearable. Tim Elko's ACL, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter's dads. Kramer Robinson's mom, Kramer Robertson's mom, Kramer Robertson's mom, Kim Mulkey was the worst one because that was almost every at bat, every at bat they would find her and show her and talk about her. It's just that that is the the ESPN way. They yeah. they don't know what else to do. Where are the where's this person's parents? Yeah. We have to find their parents and we have to talk about them. And then we're going to go sit in their laps basically and hold a microphone in front of their face while the game's going on and talk to them about how this person, how this player got good. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, can we find something else? You guys are the worldwide leader. You have access to so many things. 
And the only thing that you can do is at the last minute, let's find out who the parents are and yeah. ask them questions about the kid's child childhood. So Robertson's mom, Rocker and Lighter's dad, Elko's ACL. Now, I will admit, if part of the reason maybe I don't care as much about this one because I didn't watch. It's a dirty little secret here, guys. I watched one College World Series game, and it was the one that I went to Richard's house for. Didn't and watch now, it. Didn't and now watch. you get to talk about it on the show every day for the next two weeks. So excited. Can't wait to go to Oxford uh, later today. Should be fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, anyway, but I, so I didn't, I didn't hear it. So Elko's ACL is third for me. It would be a distant third if it weren't for a certain group text. <laughs> but that did, they, they do bring that up in there a little bit. Uh, another question, quick thoughts on Forbidden Door. You and I mentioned this a little bit yesterday, or, or we talked about it, I guess, off the air, that it was interesting to have a pay-per-view where there weren't really storylines. There was just it was strictly it was strictly for the wrestling fan. Uh, I enjoyed it, especially the hardcore wrestling fan that watches New Japan. And there was a there was thousands of nerds in that crowd that were just wetting themselves whenever Tanahashi comes out or whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not into it like that. I mean, right. I'm a nerd, but I'm not going to sit there jump up and down and hug the guy next to me and yeah. wet my pants because you know Okada just walked out. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. I watched it off and on, and the matches were great. Yeah. You know, the Jap- the Japanese wrestlers are incredible. Yeah, um, they know how to they know how to wrestle. They know how to to tell a story in the ring, which I've, I always enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, nothing really comes from this. There was a little bit of the you know blood and guts stuff in there, right? Where you know they promoted a little bit of that, but for the most part, it was stuff that you you're not really going to do anything off of it but a really cool show i thought i'm I glad agree. they did that i agree uh, and that forbidden door opened up another forbidden door last night on monday night raw for john cena's 20th anniversary mm-hmm. they had good like good vibe messages good luck messages from daniel bryan chris jericho and yeah. guys like that that's cool yeah i thought that was kind of that was kind of interesting all right joe dog wants to know if mississippi state sports was a comedy movie what would be the title? Marooned and White. Marooned and White. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's it or not. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of one. That's, that's the best I got. So sorry. Larry Templeton. Is that just right itself? <laughs> that's not a comedy. That's a horror movie. <laughs> Which Mel Gibson movie was your favorite? Signs, The Patriot, Braveheart, Mad Max, or Lethal Weapon? Braveheart. Lethal Weapon. Actually, Lethal Weapon 2. We're really going to be honest. Braveheart is one of the best movies ever. It's great. Great movie. Lethal Weapon, of course, one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> really? uh, Luke, what are y'all's top three favorite bars and top three favorite restaurants to start? But let's just do a top three because, I mean, I go drink at restaurants. So, I mean, there's not... I, I don't go to, like... I'm, I'm too old to go to... Uh, like the bars over in the Cotton District by the Fountain that are just bars. Well, the bars, the, the bars here have good food. Yeah. No, well, no, no, no. I would change that a little bit, Robbie. I would say the restaurants here have good bars. Okay. Well, the, you just said the same thing that I did. Well, no, because I was talking about the places that you would consider like a bar. Right. Like a board like town. Ben, like Ben Six Twelve is to me a bar, but it's okay. got good food. Okay. 
That might be the only one, though. Like, what's another one where you say that's a bar, but they have good food? Dave's? Uh, Rick's has uh, good steaks. I've been to Rick's for steaks. I, see, I haven't Rick, eaten. The, I wouldn't. I don't eat at Rick's. I haven't eaten at Rick's in a long, long time. Well, I I haven't eaten just like going in there and just to eat. But I've had a steak like Sunday nights. They used to have the, the steaks. Yeah, they had good steaks, and they have some good sandwiches and stuff like that. They have they have some good food there. Okay. Uh, well, what What are our top three here? For me, two brothers. Are we, we're just doing restaurants. Or? I guess yeah, because I mean, two brothers is a restaurant and a bar. Yeah, two brothers. Uh, two brothers is number one for me. The camp house is probably number two. I eat there a lot, and I, I go drink there a lot. Restaurant Tyler is number two for me. Yeah, um, you know whether it's in the guest room or which the guest room would be considered a bar, I right. guess. Tyler's a restaurant, so yeah, Tyler slash the guest bar is my number three. Guest room is number. Three. That's my number two, and my number three is, um, just from a purely restaurant standpoint uh gosh i'm so torn maybe bulldog burger that's a good choice it's a good choice i'm so torn there's 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 some really good spots in starville there's they, the town just does not get it gets it gets crapped on a lot from people that haven't been here yeah. for a while or at least the ones that just they don't do anything but go on highway 12 and go to the game yeah i agree but for uh, I've, I always say to the people that uh, crap on Starville and the food scene and all that stuff, come down here for a weekend. I'm going to take you to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if any of those meals are bad, I'll pay for it. But I guarantee you they're not going to be bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, my friend Brian McDuff wants to know. Hold on a second. Uh, where is my? Okay, here we go. I already answered that one. So, well, I guess what was your match of the night for Forbidden Door? <sighs> it's neither of the the final two matches. It was probably in the mid card for sure. And I would have liked to have seen Brian Danielson there, I, but I liked Claudio. I think I'm gonna um, go ahead. The uh, the four way match. For the um, the the title, what was the what was the title? IWGP title? Uh, no, no, no. That was three way, right? No, that was the four way. Adam think, Cole and and which one am I thinking of that had? Uh, um. Oh gosh, now my mind's going completely blank. It was earlier in the, the four way between that, Malachi Black and Pack, and yes, that was, that liked, was probably it. Yeah. I liked that match a lot. It was a really good match. I, I enjoyed the three-way uh, tag match, too, with FTR. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. FTR's the best. Yeah. I'm not a huge Rapongi Vice because that's just a weird name, but they're a good tag team. They're fun to watch. Uh, they don't know what to do with, uh, with Trent they right don't. now. They don't. Um, also from Brian McDuff, do you think people are overlooking the loss of a first-round draft pick at left tackle? We talked about this last week. On the pockets, I don't think anybody's overlooking it. I just think they feel like, I mean, somebody's going to work. Yeah, this college football guy, people leave. There's just no way around that. And with Cross gone, I mean, State went out and got a a top JUCO tackle. I I just feel like, you know, you're going to have an opportunity there to, you know, you're not going to be better. But you should be better everywhere else on the offensive line. And then all you need to be is good enough at left tackle. 
Yeah. That's kind of been our, our whole talking point. I think, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about it. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of been, you know, you know you're not going to be – like you've prepared yourself mentally. You you cannot be better than Charles Cross. But just don't be bad. Right. And that remains to be seen, but it is what it is at this point. I mean, you just kind of have to wait it out and see. Uh, Rob Hadaway asked us, why didn't they change the College World Series schedule a decade ago ago, to put the finals Saturday, Sunday, Monday instead of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? This year's schedule was better in every way. No idea. Yes, this is is how it should be. Yeah, I agree. I've seen seen the tweets about the viewership and all that being up. Well, it's because the the games last year were in the middle of the week. Yeah. If those games were on the weekend like they were this year. A Sunday afternoon game, nothing else on. Yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also from Rob, what's the, what be the correct way for those in charge of the college world series to eradicate those damn beach balls once and for all, just throw them out and say, you're not, you're not allowed to back in ever. Yeah. Life if we, man. if we see, if, if we see somebody blowing one of those up and tapping it, you're yeah. out. And it's, it's going to be, you know, people are like, well, I didn't bring it in here. It doesn't matter. The last person we catch with the beach ball is the one who's going down. So the first person knocks it up in the air. Everybody else should scatter. I don't want to touch the beach ball. I mean, the, what what is the purpose of this? I, I don't understand. People think it's cool. It stops play. It makes it makes things longer than it should be. It's a beach ball. Like, what are we what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know who started this. Uh, let's see here. Last one from Rob. What do you think it would take for the mayor of Oxford to name drop Jake Mangum and Nick Fitzgerald in her speech when Ole Miss has a championship celebration? The problem there is neither one of those guys are from Oxford. And that's I mean, where we talk about Parker Stinnett. Yeah, that's where Lynn Sproul was trying to go unsuccessfully. We're so proud of all of our kids from Oxford, like Parker Stinnett. They got him a national championship, and, and that might get some booze. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Sis asks, I've been waiting to get my MSU championship car tag. I was told they would be available 7-1. Do you think Ole Miss fans will have to wait a year to order theirs? I guess. I would imagine it's probably the same kind of process. Uh, yeah, I guess it could, because do they have to get a separate one for Ole Miss's national championship to be approved, or was it just a championship? Surely they have to get a separate one. Yeah. I would think. They just implemented this like not too long ago, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Brian asked us, Brian CTP, do you ever notice that nobody cares to remember who was the second person to land on the moon? I mean, I see what you're doing there. I know that's Buzz Aldrin, though. I mean, what are we talking about? Here? Well, Why don't we – has anybody ever questioned – well, that's a, that's a dumb question. I've heard it questioned before, but why aren't we questioning more moon landing? stuff uh-oh like why why are we why is there not people going to the moon in 2022 like we should be have we should have space shuttles taking us to the moon at this point this was in 19 what was it 67 yeah i mean i, I don't disagree i mean how, how many people have gone to the moon 69 nice yeah how many people have gone to the moon since then and like well, I mean, you had a around. bunch who went between that time, between the first one and then like the, the tenth one. And then, like, you know, I would have thought, you know, all this time later that we would have, you know, a hotel up there 
people can be going to the moon whenever they want to, walking yeah, around. Yeah, moon resorts. Like, what? Like, this was in 1969. Yeah. And this is 2022, and we're still like. I honestly thought by when I was a kid, like in the mid 80s, that by now we would have like colonized Mars. Yeah. But there's, there, I mean, you know, there, there was always that uh, conspiracy theory that the moon landing was just like in front of a green screen or right, something. I don't and I, you know, I, I don't know if I would go that far, but it is, it does bear questioning on why are we not. Watch out, Buzz Aldrin, come punch you in the mouth. I mean, but, but seriously, look, why are we not up there regularly? I, mean, I don't I'm know. I'm sure people like orbited and stuff all the time, but like, is it, no. are, there, are there people constantly going up there and like taking samples and stuff? No. You're, you're not a flat earther, are you, Robbie? I'm not. Okay. I'm, sure I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist either. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, at this point in time, I got you. I got you. Technology should be advanced to this, to the state of, you know, we're able to, start putting some people on shuttles and flying up there. All right. You would think. Yeah. Brogan Fairchild wants to know if we were still in college, how many hours straight would you play NCAA football 23 when it's released? Oh my gosh. That would be I, where you're like, I'm taking some time off. Well, what I used to do is I'd get it at midnight. Cause remember yeah. you could go to Walmart and, and buy oh, it at that's, midnight. That's, that's a newer thing. I, you couldn't do that in my day. So when I was in high school, you could go to Walmart. You'd have to go to Starkville because the Lewis Walmart closed uh, at like 10. Right. So you would have to go to Starkville. We'd go in there and wait at the electronic station. And at midnight, they would bring out a box of NCAA. Mm-hmm. You could do that or you could go to GameStop. Right. And then from that point, you go home. When they Later on in the process, when they started adding the rosters things. Yeah. Uh, you could get those downloaded. Right. But at the beginning, I always had to fix the Mississippi State roster correct. It had to be, you know, back in 1998, 99, those rosters had to be the Mississippi State roster. Right. They had to have the same look and face, had the same height and weight, where they were from. How old were you in 99? Uh, I was 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Anyway, I always had to fix the rosters fo- first. Then you get into gameplay and stuff like that. So I stayed up until till the sun came up playing this. So and it was in the middle of the summer. So, I mean. This would have turned into, like, we're going to buy it Friday after class, and then we're not going to stop playing until Monday morning when it's time to go back to class. One of those weekends. We're just like, we would have loaded up on beer, ordered some pizzas, and that's where we would have done the whole, the whole time. Rockman, I think, almost single-handedly got me uh, out of Mississippi State transferring to junior college. <laughs> I bought that thing one summer or whenever. It came out in November, I think, maybe. And me and my buddy bought it. We, we went in like 80 bucks a piece. It was like 160 bucks to get the whole thing. Yeah. And did not stop playing it. I stopped going to class. Like, I literally stopped going to class and – Basically flunked out at Mississippi State and had to go to junior college. Nice. nice. I blame Rock Band for that. The only game I've ever done the midnight treatment for was Batman Arkham City, and that was a terrible mistake on my part. But I, I did get the game at midnight, and I took the next two days off of work just to play. And they weren't they weren't very good, or no, no, the game is fantastic. Uh, I somehow suffered a back spasm. This is a great story. I don't know if I've ever told it to you. 
I, I, I suffered a back spasm about nine o'clock that night and had to go to the emergency room. And so I called one of my employees at Papa John's and was like, will you go pick this game up for me? And then I got home and I was so drugged up on painkillers. I couldn't play the first night. I woke up the next day and started playing, but I had to take the next two days off of work anyway, because I was in abject misery from my back. Well, it all worked out for you. Have I not told you this story that one of, I won't, I won't name him, uh, but I, I had a former MSU football player working for me at the time. And I could not get out of the bed to go to the emergency room. He came over and picked me up like a sack of potatoes and threw me into his car and drove me to the emergency room. The only person I could see doing that is Jeffrey Simmons. It wasn't Jeff Simmons. This no, it wasn't him. I'll tell you off the air. This guy had to be this guy had to have been a monster. He, he's a big strong dude. So it was really nice of him. I remember like when when he got there, uh, I took a pair of socks out of my drawer and stuffed it in my mouth so that when my screams would not wake up my children. And I screamed. As soon as he picked me up, I was, I was in just misery. I've never felt pain like that in my life. It was the weirdest thing ever. I was just I was on the phone with somebody, and I sneezed, and I literally went straight to the ground. What happened? I had a my back. I had to crawl like Army Man style to my bed and like pulled myself up and just laid there for like an hour and realized I was like, I got to go to the doctor. I got to get a painkiller or something. I remember being at the doctor and like, I would just try to talk to him. He's like, so how, how did this? And I was, and then all of a sudden I would have a spasm and I should be like, just, <laughs> I just looked at him, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to do that, but it hurts so bad. He's like, Oh, we're good. We'll get you taken care of. And they gave me a painkiller and I got home and I tried to play the game for like five minutes and I was just drifting off. And I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. I'll, I'll just play in the morning. So, all right. Uh, Last one here from Brogan. Who is the best Stranger Things character not named Mike, Will, Eleven, Lucas, or Dustin? Pretty obviously Steve. So so not the like the core group of kids. All right, but so Steve. Yes, yeah, Steve. Steve is the correct answer. Not even close, really. That guy's fantastic. I hated Steve at the beginning. Oh, now he's he so loved bad. Him. I hated him so bad. He is which means he's gonna die the next two yeah, episodes at some point. He has had one of the quickest turnarounds of a character that like I hate it so much, but now I love him. He reminds me of uh, Jamie Lannister. Like I yes. just couldn't stand him at first. So uh, we'll do one more here before we go to the break. That's uh, great storytelling. If you're able to, it's just yes. like wrestling. Yes. Yes. Uh, Clark you make, you make somebody feel sympathy. You start by making somebody feel sympathy for the bad guy. Right. And then he turns love to do a good guy. So. Uh, Clark County dog says, what are some songs you first heard? as a wrestler's theme song that you really like outside of wrestling. For me, Metalingus, Edge's theme song is way up there for me. That's a good choice. I mean, that's a good song by a good band. Um, um, mine would be um, This Fire Burns by Kill Switch Engage. I've never stand, heard that. Motorhead is one for me. I love that yeah. song. i never heard This Fire Burns until CM Punk. Yeah, it's a good choice. Uh, I, already, I mean, obviously, we already liked... Cult of Personality. Yeah. By the time you heard it the first time as, as CM Punk's uh, theme. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other, whatever, what other songs are like actual yeah. songs. Same with like Voodoo Child. I already knew that song before Hulk Hogan made it his song. Um, I don't know. That's a good choice. Metalingus is probably the correct answer. Here. 
All right, let's uh let's move. Wasn't Rob, wasn't Rob Van Dam's song like a? Well, no. If we're gonna cut ECW songs, we'll be here all day. Well, I was just talking about the one of a kind song, the oh WWE song. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what that song. Who who did that one though? We were talking about whatever. My my Our Lady Peace. Breaking point. Rob, Rob, you want to talk about whatever by Our Lady Peace? Like that song? Who's that? What, who's whose song is that? You, you know whose song that is. Come on, Our Lady Peace. I can't. I can't remember. Oh, Christian Wong. <laughs> but that. But that. Good wasn't song. That, but wasn't that like? Didn't they take his song they, and yeah, make it's it? It's the same way that. Uh, who did uh, the Kane song? Finger Eleven. Yes, same 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 thing where they took the riff and turned it into something. So there you go. I don't know if they did the same thing with Rob Van Dam, but that was one of them. And you know, then, the first time I ever heard American Badass was with the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. So and they right. did Rolling Limp Biscuit too. Yeah, yeah. I had heard that one though. So. Man, do you remember how huge Limp Biscuit was during that time? And they were a phenomenon. And like it coincided with the attitude era. Like that was such a like volatile time. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you go watch the Woodstock '99, like yes. that was like the attitude era. Like that was just such a volatile time in America. It was, it was pretty wild to think back on it. It is. It is. Nobody right. would survive. Like if, if any, like the people that like are coming up in this age were like in that era. Mm hmm. And like we're around the attitude era, like and like the Limp Biscuit concerts and stuff like that. People would just would just die right there. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend, the fourth of July, celebrate our country's independence with steak. I mean, I would. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, huge steak guys. I don't know if you knew this or not. They like the medium rare. You should too. Go to your butcher, go to your meat markets at your local grocery store and grab some beef this weekend. Brisket, burgers, tri-tip, chuck roast, whatever it is you want to cook, beef always makes it better. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. You'll notice just a few moments ago when we were asked our favorite restaurant, sorry, well, Robbie and I did not hesitate to tell you number one was Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's because it is. And we're not only an advertiser for Two Brothers Smoked Meats, we're also clients. You can find us there quite often. So we are patrons. Exactly. When you're in Starkville, or if you're always in Starkville, head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats, grab some smoked wings, grab some barbecue tacos, grab a sandwich, and enjoy some great, great food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business promises you that, but who really delivers? Well, if you've been open, if your doors have been open for 47 years, I feel like I can probably trust you to keep your promises. And that's what they do at Advantage Business Systems. They keep their promises. They treat every customer like a neighbor because that's what they are. You're a Mississippi business, so are they. When you deal when you have a problem, you can call them and they're talking, you're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi who can fix your problem quickly. You're not dealing with an out-of-state contractor who'll be there whenever they get there. Call them today and find out what they can do for you. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Elizabeth Keene wants to know, will I ever forgive her for not knowing the words to Mississippi Queen? How can you be from Vicksburg and not know the words to Mississippi Queen? True. Just the opening riff. I mean, you should know that, right? It's, the, it's basically your city's song. 
I mean, it should have been the, the motto of the uh, Chamber of Commerce. So I, I, I have no problem forgiving her for that. I'm not going to forgive her when she inevitably transfers to Ole Miss, though, which I feel every day. Is that a common? I, I don't know, man. She just keeps retweeting all this stuff. She was happy for her brother the other day. I don't know. I don't know. What is happening? I, I, tell I, thought, I thought that you would turn her here, but that hasn't happened. I, I shouldn't have to turn her. She is already a state fan. She's being turned is what's happening. Brian, uh, I have a question about Vicksburg. I'm not, I'm not misremembering this. I don't think. Isn't there like a a a, a, uh, a cannonball in the side of the old courthouse? I believe that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, last time I was there, I I drove all around that courthouse and could not find it. There are uh, plenty of old uh, like uh, uh, bullet casings and stuff at the uh, at the school I went to, uh, the elementary school. Yeah, but was that from the uh, the Civil War, or was that from people just sh- <laughs> bunch of bunch of sick bunch of eight year old Catholic kids just pop pop? No, it's from the war. Uh, uh, let's see here, Pat and Paris, Robbie, have you felt the need lately to reach out to Bob Carscadden and ask how to deal with angry Brian, or did Bob have it right by just ignoring him? We do one that, show where we have a little disagreement, and everybody's like, "What's going on? You guys okay?" Brian needs to ask how to deal with angry Robbie. Oh, I know how to deal with angry Robbie. How? I get him angrier. I just can't keep pushing stop those me. buttons. You can't stop me. Hey, Dad. As yeah, soon as I Bob feel was... like you're starting to get angry, I, I, I amp up. I turn up the intensity. I want to see how far I can take it. Bob and Joel just kind of like they just let a lot happen. of times just like Bob was just tuned out half the time. And Joel just was, you know, he was like a peacemaker. He didn't want to be. He didn't want to be too controversial. Yeah. But me, I'm not going to stand down to you. Hey, Dad. It's I'm not, not happening. I don't, I don't sweat you. Uh, Clark County Dog again. If you went into a coma tomorrow and woke up in mid-January of 2023 and someone told you either Leach or Kiffin was no longer at their school, who would you think would be gone? Could mean they were fired or they took another job. I mean, honestly, my choice would be Kiffin have taken another job. I think Leach is going to yeah. be here for 2023, regardless, unless something really, really unusual happens, like State goes three and nine or something like that. Yeah, three or four wins, he's probably gone. But it's just it's hard to imagine. I can't. I'm not going to predict that. Yeah. Yeah. It's much easier to like predict to... <clears throat> that that something like Kiffin goes to Auburn or something like that. Are we, are we talking about Leach's contract tomorrow? Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I won't give any more thoughts then. Okay. I'll save that content. Very good. All right, next question comes to us from Bryce Hall. I keep hearing a lot, especially recently, that MSU is falling behind in the talent we've been both in football and baseball. Do you all agree with that, or are some fans getting too worried over all the changes in college athletics right now? Well, I mean, in football, states recruiting the same way they always have. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen any huge drop-off in football. Baseball, we talked about our concerns a little bit on, uh, I guess that was Monday's show. But, I mean, we, as far as recruiting goes, recruiting is fine. It's the portal that, that's been, I feel like, is a little bit behind it this time. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see how that, how that comes out. I mean, it's still, still a little early. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just uh, it's hard to really be able to gauge – kind of where they're at right now with all these sports. Right, I agree. One of those things you have to take take a couple of years and kind of map it out and see. Uh, who are we? Zachary Cooey wants to know, 
which marketing, which marketing, excuse me, which market breaking deal surprised you more? Mel Tucker at Michigan State or Christian Kirk in Jacksonville? What I remember about the Mel Tucker deal was they were desperate. They had they had missed out on like all of their top guys. And they they were like, we have to throw a godfather off for him. The good news is it seems to have paid off. They're they're playing well and they're 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 recruiting well. Christian Kirk's deal in Jacksonville is it's just stupid. It's just stupid. I haven't seen it. What is it? Let me get you the numbers here. Now, Christian Kirk, good college football player, but really hasn't done all that much. Uh, He's a third or fourth receiver. Yeah. His current deal. He got a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal from Jacksonville. Oh my God! I mean, that's his his deal is the reason AJ Brown is not in Tennessee anymore, because all of the receivers that are better than him, and there are quite a few of them, are wanting their deals readjusted. Because if he's getting that, what am I? I mean, if honestly, if Christian Kirk is worth seventy-two million, then AJ Brown is worth one hundred and fifty million. Which is why AJ got like a hundred million right dollar deal. God, that's bad. It is bad. Uh, I, I'll have I'll have Christian Kirk on my fantasy team like every other year, like thinking he's going to break through, and he never no, does. Never does. Never does. He'll, right, he'll be good for like one big touchdown catch. Yes, like every few weeks, like a fifty-yard touchdown. You'll catch that, and you're like, all right, here we go, and it never, it never does, never does. Uh, Ryan Strickland, as we celebrate. The 20th anniversary of the greatest wrestler of all time tonight. What is your favorite John Cena match? Well, I'll tell you my favorite John Cena match, but the 20th anniversary of Ric Flair? What are we talking about here? How dare you, sir? How dare you refer to John Cena, who's a fine wrestler, as the greatest wrestler of all time? No, absolutely not. I won't, I won't stand for it. Robbie? I think he's trying to push your buttons. My buttons have been pushed. That being said, my favorite John Cena match of all time Maybe even not uh, that popular. It's a match he had on Raw against Cesaro. Yes, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely incredible. And Cena was a guy that, a long time, the knock on Cena was he can't wrestle. Somehow in the, the, towards the back end of his career, around the time he won the U.S. title for the first time, he became a much better wrestler and started giving, like a lot of his great matches early in his career, because the storylines were great and he was up against great guys and he, he, you know, he would hit the high spots, but it was just the culmination of good stories. He started having good matches later in his career with Kevin Owens, with, uh, with Sami Zayn, with Cesaro, guys like that. This, that one in particular stands out to me. Mine is one of my favorite matches ever. Um, Cena versus Punk at Money in the Bank. Good match. In 2011. Uh, great story. And the atmosphere, the atmosphere really makes the match to me. It's, it's hard to, to put two people in, a, in, in an arena where nobody's really, you know, uh, reacting to it and, and see it as a good match. This was a match where Cena was supposed to be like, super face and you know CM Punk was we didn't know if he was going to leave the WWE we didn't know what was going to happen with him and so he was like nobody knew what was going to happen after that match it was there was this like internal feud uh between he and Vince apparently and all that and 
this match is in Chicago, where CM Punk is from, and it was a hundred percent CM Punk. Like everybody was, you got to go look at this on YouTube. Yeah, and it was a great match. On top of that, so that that's my favorite. Yeah, he's wrestled two matches like that where the crowd almost wanted him dead, and that yeah. is one was it one night stand, one night stand ECW Bob Van Dam, and then that match there with with CM Punk. Another one that I really liked was there was a triple threat match that he had with uh, Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Great match. That's a good Royal Rumble. And that match was one of the best matches I've ever seen. It was probably the best triple threat match I've ever seen. Really good match. Good choice. Good choices. Not the greatest wrestler of all time. We'll have that. Uh, Alexandra Watson, if you donate money to NIL, do you get to designate what sport it's for? Or does it just go into one big pot? I, first and foremost, I want to say I reached out to Charlie Winfield from the Bulldog Initiative. Uh, hopefully, we can get him on the show uh, in the in the near future. Um, I, I really need to. I feel like we almost need to get him on here to start ex- give us some good explanations of yeah. what it exactly it is his his collective is doing. To answer your question, though, Alexandra, you can designate what sport you want your money to go to. You can put a note in there. You can tell them you want this to go to to a specific sport. I think. Can you go to a specific uh, maybe even athlete? A, I think so, but a lot of it depends on who they are sponsoring, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Who's joined the, the Bulldog Initiative. Yeah. Uh, also from Alexandria, if you are on death row and about to be executed, do you think you can choose who cooks your last meal? If so, who would you choose? Well, I think if you tell them you want it from a certain restaurant, I think they, 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 will, they will try to do everything they can to accommodate that. Yeah, like as as far as like the chef, I don't. You know, I'm not really hung up on on the chef mm-hmm. as much as I am, you know, the restaurant quality of the meal. Yeah, yeah. So, but if you had to pick, I mean, don't you don't you want your mom to cook for you one last time if she could? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would like to. I like that'd be the final memory to have is my mom's home cooking. So, what uh, would you what would you pick I just from your mom? Weird. But my mom's baked chicken was the best baked chicken I've ever had. And I, I love it. Love it. Uh, she would make homemade mac and cheese, corn on the cob, mm. and her, her homemade biscuits. Mm. And then uh, for dessert, she made a chocolate chip cheesecake. Oh. Go with that. Whew. Yeah. It's not what you think, though. It's not a, it's, don't, don't think of a cheesecake, right? It's almost like a sandwich. It's a layer of chocolate chip cookie dough, a layer of cheesecake, and then another layer of chocolate chip cookie dough, and you bake that all together, and then you cut it into squares. So you've got like a little sandwiches. So well, that sounds that sounds amazing. Insanely good. Yeah, it's really good. Ah, uh, let's see here. What about you? What what would your mom cook? Uh, well, my mom's specialty is homemade bread, which it is, is good. It oh is my gosh. Good. Uh, but as far as a meal, my mom my mom's had some really good meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom used to make some good baked chicken as well. Every now and then, my mom would pull out the fried chicken, and I had no idea that she knew how to fry chicken. But she was, she's really good at it. She just doesn't do it much. So you know that would be one of that would be something that I might. Fried chicken's do. a process, man. It's it's tough. But yeah, she. I mean, that homemade bread is godly. It's good stuff. All right, uh, Hunter Bowlware, which is more likely, Jaden Wally receives, re- catches 800 yards or, and nine touchdowns, or Wardy Marks rushes for 600 yards and nine touchdowns? That's a, 
you're like right on the line here. That's those are yeah. both like likely to happen. I feel. Uh, it's got to be. I think Marks. it's Wally. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's Wally. Okay. And Wally um, was like almost 700 yards and six touchdowns a year ago. I could see him improving to that. Yeah, I could see that. I could also I could see, see Marks, Marks doing the same thing too. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So also real quick, and I'm gonna. I think we're gonna talk about this today on on Tuesday Sports Talk Mississippi, but. You know, you mentioned that there was only one MSU guy on that AL.com all-SEC team, right? It was Tulu Griffin as the second team yeah. uh, kick returner. Did you happen to notice that Jonathan Mingo was second team wide receiver? Really? Oh, over Wally. Uh, over a bunch of guys, to be totally honest. I, I can give you 10 wide receivers that I would take over Jonathan Mingo without really breaking That's just... That's, that's just incredible. A, that's just projecting. You know, he's he's going to be one of their better receivers. Projecting that's what? A, well, I mean, who was their best receiver last year? They didn't have an All SEC guy. Drummond was really good. He's. Good. I mean, th- this guy has not had over 400 yards receiving in three he years. He had 27 catches last year. That would have had him eighth at MSU. Oh. Wally is. I mean, he would have had a much better year had he not been uh, hurt. No, no doubt, no doubt. But still, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Also, Hunter Bowlware. Rank these cereals, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Apple Jacks, Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, Cookie Crisp. I think the world would agree that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is number one. That is correct. Cinnamon Toast Crunch for me, and then Frosted Flakes. Okay. I'm going to say that. Cookie Crisp, very underrated. I mean, it's just a cookie. It's not a cookie. I don't know. Like, well, chocolate chip cookie cereal things. I know, but it's I mean it's like eating cookies, which is great. Just I just great, don't yeah. know. I don't know if I want to eat that for breakfast. Mm. Um, but I would I would probably put that I'm not a big Fruit Loops guy. I mean I'll eat them. Fruit Loops is, is behind Frosted Flakes is ahead of uh Fruit Loops. Yes. Okay, so we're gonna go Apple Jacks are really good. I, I would put Apple Jacks ahead of Fruit Loops. Okay. They're not that far off. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Apple Jacks. Cookie Crisp, Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops. Okay, mine's going to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mm-hmm. uh, Frosted Flakes, Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops, Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp last. Ooh, that's tough. Well, you know, I love cookies. I love and I love Cookie Crisp. But as far as cereal is concerned, if I'm eating breakfast, I don't know if I want you know that much like cookie. There you go. Uh Tyler Jones, who's a good friend of mine, says, if, if I need a respite from all this Oxford stuff this week, I can go down to Water Valley. He's got a slice of smoked bologna and a cold one waiting on me. I might have to take him up on that. I may have to swing over to Water Valley for a minute. You should just be like, you know what, guys? Um, I just had some car trouble. I'm stuck in Water Valley. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm sorry. So here's what I want to see what, what happens here. I want, I, want, I want to talk about this for a second. So last year when we had the parade here in Starkville, uh, I got Richard a consolation gift. Me and the guys from Welcome Home Beef, our good friends at Welcome Home Beef, hooked Richard up with a whole beef tenderloin. Big whole beef tenderloin, right? So he came down here and he got that that day. Am I going to get anything tomorrow? Surely. I mean, you have you, remember. Have you, you brought remember, it to his attention right? that you did that? Huh? Uh, no, 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 no. I want to see if he remembers. He might forget. Oh, that's what that, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, just so I can make him feel bad. Well, you'll have to bring that up on the radio. You know, Richard, last time no, no, we had one of these parades. Yeah, yeah. 
You'd be like, what, what? I had you, I had you a nice big beef tenderloin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what's LB definitely bring it to? Yeah, we'll figure it, we'll figure it out. Also from Tyler, I've seen thousands of lightning bugs, but I've never seen a firefly charging station. How can this be? Follow up. Are lightning bugs and the birds in cahoots to surveil us? The world needs answers. Well, first of all, as we all know, birds aren't real. Not a real thing. Uh, as but, far as the lightning, bar, bolt, uh, lightning bug charging station, you got a point there. Like, how are they creating this energy? They have this. I, wait, wait, wait what, but what, what's, what's the uh, birds are not real? They're, they're not real. Permission. They're just, they're all drones set by the government to spy on us. Okay. And you were, you were kind of trying to make me out to be this flat earther earlier whenever right. I was questioning moon landing. Right. When you see birds sitting on the power line, they're recharging. I mean, I've I've watched my cat kill a bird and rip it apart. There's definitely things inside. That's the chemtrails. My God. Uh, Who's the flat earther now? I know, right? Interesting question here from Wade Jones. Would the strategy change if you tried to lose the game of paper, rock, scissors? I think if you really wanted to lose, you would just stay with the same thing, right? Yeah, you just keep doing the same thing, and they realize. Eventually, they will realize. Okay, that's three times in a row he's done paper. I'm going scissors here. Yeah, which is kind of like what my I feel like my three year old would do. Like she was doing, I saw her doing paper rock scissors the other day, and she'll just keep doing the same thing. I'm sure she doesn't know to change it up. Yeah, Uh, Patrick Swindle, who is a monster of a person. (laughs) because <laughs> to rank these two-man band slash groups the black keys local h the white stripes hall and oats simon and garfunkel tenacious d hall and oats one who's, who's local h they had one song so they're they're their last i don't know them great so one and one and last are settled let's figure out the rest you did hall and oats yeah they gotta be one right um you know, I always loved Tenacious D. I thought they were entertaining. But we can't put them ahead of. We can't put them ahead of some of the others. They're not, uh, who's they're not two, that big. For me, two is either the White Stripes or Simon and Garfunkel. Just long-term impact, it's got to be Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. Then the White Stripes. Black, Black Keys. Keys are also ahead of t- yeah, the Black Tenacious Keys. Tenacious D and Local H. And Local H. There it is. That was easy enough. Uh... Patrick Swindle, Patrick Swindle. Uh, since we have all officially turned to next season, see it's next season for all MSU sports. Out of the out of football, men's and b- women's basketball, baseball and softball, which will be the biggest surprise? Which will be the biggest disappointment? So, for me, Robbie, the only one that really has surprise potential is men's basketball. So, is the surprise part of this? Uh, all positive. Well, yeah, because the next que- next part of the question is biggest disappointment. Okay, yeah. So surprise, surprise in this sense would be a good surprise. They're better than you thought they'd be. I, I think that's got to be men's basketball. Probably, yeah. Right. And then the biggest disappointment potentially is baseball. Yeah, if baseball does the same thing again. Right. That's that's very disappointing. Your expectations should be that they get back on track and they're at least like a two seed. Yeah. You know, and we're not saying they're going to be, you know, hosting in a national seed, but you got to get to the tournament yeah. again. Uh, so that's probably going to be mine as well. Last one from Patrick. 
since you're both in the sports media world, what national sports media personality would you want to hang with for a day? Um, maybe Ben McDonald. That's a good choice. Very good choice. Real down-to-earth guy, country. In my dealings with him, Peter Burns is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Just yeah. seems like a, a great guy. I would love to spend a Saturday watching college football with Peter Burns. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. Um, the saw man wants the origin for the Cruton song. I mean, I just, I thought it was funny. You just recorded over a like bluegrass. Well, that's, that's that, you know, that, you know, that is playing guitar there. Who? That's Jerry Reed and Chet Atkins. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that is, uh, that's that. And then I just, I, I just, I added the lyrics, which are pretty easy. Uh, 901 Stark Dog says, 4th of July meats. Give me your top two for cooking. And what's your go-to for summer desserts? The dessert question I'll answer first. Strawberry shortcake. That's a great summer dessert. Uh, ribs. Meats. Yeah, ribs has got to be on there. Ribs and for, for me, chicken. Is, is, chicken. That's yeah. the 4th of July. Grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, grilled barbecue chicken. Yeah. And ribs. You think about bar, and especially in the South, man. How many times was the Fourth of July? Was chicken leg quarters, coleslaw, oh, yeah. baked beans, and a roll. Yes, that's that's the Fourth of July. Well, that's what last year. That's what we did. I cooked all the chicken, yeah. leg quarters, uh, and then my cousin, same age as me, Ben is his name. By the way, he got mad because I called him my cousin one time. We're we're Calm both down, the same ben. age. We did all the we did all the grilling last year and took a little bit longer than we expected, but he did the ribs and I did the uh, grilled chicken and it was fantastic. Good eating. This year I'm not sure what we're doing. I think I think my dad might be doing uh, pulled pork. I think Ooh. he's I think he's going to do Boston butt and probably uh, just pull it all off and just have some pulled pork and make some barbecue. I think go. that's what we're doing. Sounds I'm not 100% positive. We're going to have a big crowd, though, this week. Nice. Coming in, coming in on Wednesday, we're going to have a packed house. Nice. Uh, Jay in Baltimore asked, lasagna is a dish that continues to disappoint when ordered out because my homemade version can't be beat. I know how you feel. Is there a meal you refuse to order out because they can't match your version of it? Um, I don't think I'm that. I don't think I cook enough and I'm yeah. that good of a cook. Yeah. You know? I will say that I like the steaks I cook at home a lot better than the steaks I get in restaurants most times. You gotta, it's got to be a really good, good steak to have me saying, okay, I was impressed. Because I feel like my method of cooking steaks, I've got it down pat. The only difference is I don't get the same quality of meat. I'm not getting prime meat at my house. But in terms of the cooking process, I, I feel like I can do just as good as anybody else. Yeah. All right. Uh, Norm wants to know. He's having a dad dilemma. Here we go. This is actually a really good question. We live next door to one of my wife's best friends and her husband, both Ole Miss fans. Sometimes when I'm out of town, my neighbor gets the urge to cut the strip of my yard between the sidewalk and the street. Unfortunately, he scalps the grass and leaves it not edged or weed eaten. It looks terrible. How do I bring it up for him to please stop? Please stop without sounding like a jerk. I think the only answer to this, I don't think there is a way to not sound like a jerk. I think you just got to, before you leave for out of town, 
you got to go out there and do that every time. That, or if you want to get extreme, like put up like some kind of barrier yeah. at that particular spot sign to let them know, like, there. look, look what you're doing. Or just put doing like, something that makes me angry. I'm not saying put an election sign out there, but put like a sign that says, you know, I got an honor student or something right there so that you'd have to move it and nobody's going to do that. Yeah. That might be the way to go. Uh, let's see here. Will Burford wants to know what song would save us from Vegna. I'm cur- I'm currently into uh, Bon Jovi. Oh, lately I don't know why. Uh-huh. Bed of Roses would be my running up that hill. Don't go with Lay Your Hands on Me for Vegna. No, you know, we'll we'll, st- we'll stay away from that. It's a good choice. Um, my favorite band is Pearl Jam. So. Let- why not go with yellow, Alive? Yellow Ledbetter? No, we're going with Alive. <laughs> I think that fits for what we're doing here. Yeah, I I didn't realize how long Bed of Roses was. It's a long song. It's like seven minutes long. Yeah. By the way, we are two days away from Stranger Things. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to sit down and watch both of them. Uh, they're both like an hour and a half to two hours long. Yeah. I think I'm just going to sit down and watch it in one sitting. Like I'm, I'm I, think- I, I hate to do that, but I... I just got to see. I got to see what's about to happen. This Friday night is probably going to be made for that at my house. Um, or Thursday night, I guess. Um, where are we here? Hunter Manis, what are your thoughts on Dave Emmerich moving on? He always seemed like the ultimate leech guy. It's, it surprised me. I won't lie to you. It surprised me. I get that it's a big uh, big move in terms of salary and all that, but they did seem tied at, at the hip to me. Yeah, I thought he was going to be with him throughout. Yeah. But – you know, like, like you said, I mean, it's uh, it's you're definitely stepping up, and you're going to uh, a program with a national brand. You're going uh, to a hot commodity in Lincoln Riley, and things are hot right now at USC. So, I mean, I can't really blame him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Plus, evident he and Riley are very tight as well. Yeah. Uh, Ford Polk, how can there be another NCAA football game without having another lawsuit? Is there some kind of NIL fund already set up for every student on campus? Or are they just doing random rosters? They're just gonna they're gonna pay everybody. They're, there's going to they're all, everybody's gonna get a, a payment. If and you're they, in the game, you're in the you're game. Getting a, you're getting a uh, a paycheck, which I don't know how much. I don't think it's just super. It's, it's going to be it's going to differ by team. But like the players for Alabama are going to get more than the players for Mississippi State. Simple as yeah. That. But everybody's going to get something. I'll never forget the first lawsuit. And I texted uh, Chad Bumpus. I was like, you getting any money? He was like, yep. Yeah, they, they yeah. got – I don't know if they still get those checks. I guess they do. It was, it was a one-time settlement. Oh, okay. I thought they were getting, like, checks. I thought they were getting no. checks, like, every – like, royalties. They, 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 they came up with a settlement and, and sort of divided it up. So Okay. Uh, also, who wins in a fight, Arthur Morgan or Trevor Phillips? Who is Trevor Phillips? I, I don't know. Okay, I don't either. So, we'll go with Arthur Let's Morgan. see. I know who that is. Uh, Trevor. Oh, Trevor is Trevor Phillips is a, a, a one of the characters in Grand Theft Auto, I believe. Oh, okay. I've never played Grand Theft Auto. I just googled that. Okay. Uh, Tim Watley, Doctor Tim Watley. What happened to the projector that used to project graphics on the back of the North End Zone jumbotron? The better question is, what happened to the idea of putting something on the back of the North End Zone jumbotron? 
Yeah, that disappeared kind of quick. Yeah, and then the projector, they don't do anything with that. I don't I don't know. I why. forgot about that. Yeah. They did that like why. one year and that was it, huh? I don't know why they I mean it's just weird to just leave it up there blank like that, but uh rank these characters Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute, Cosmo Kramer. Oh, that's tough. I'm going three, two, one. I'm going cut with Kramer. Kramer one, Schrute two, Michael Scott three. I can deal with that. Okay. Uh, the Maroon Mike podcast uh, asks us, are you less worried about MSU only signing three portal guys in baseball when you realize that most any SEC, the most any SEC team has signed with South Carolina with six and Kentucky with four? Most of the teams have zero to two right now. LSU and maybe South Carolina are the only teams out doing this right now. I would, I would have a two-part answer to this. One, uh, so what you're telling me is that the teams that didn't make the NCAA tournament have more than state. So the teams that were in well, the tournament who have had a smaller recruiting window are falling behind. I'm not surprised by that. But secondly, am I more or less concerned? Any of those other I mean, teams? Who is, who is South team? Carolina signed? I don't I, – there hasn't been anybody pop up that – I don't know who they've signed, That's so been I don't know, but – um, the, the biggest question is not, you know, who has the most, it's who are the people that you're signing. And if South Carolina has got six guys and none of them are any good, then yeah, it doesn't really matter. But that said, they finished but, last in the sec last year, they but he makes a good need. point though. He makes a good point though. Everybody's everybody, not everybody, but you and others are like freaking out about this portal when Tennessee and LSU LSU has like three guys? Uh they've had they've had six. Okay, they have six. Never mind. Well, they have two guys that people were really upset about them getting Christian Little, who I would argue against, mm-hmm. and also Tommy Tanks, which is the only person really that Yeah. I think they anyway. could have used Pineda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot and about the pitcher from Creighton too that they got. Carter Young Carter Young his, is his numbers great. are awful, so yeah. nobody should be really be upset about that. But you know, Tennessee has not loaded up on a bunch of guys. But you feel like they will, Robbie. It's my thing. I feel like they will. Well, I mean, they got the, and they got the guy from Kansas. They do have him. I, I don't think there's. You know, I, I still think the state's going to have a good portal class. I do. I, I, I really do too. Do. I just wish they would get going because that's all I wish. But them not having anybody right now, to me, is not telling of them being able to recruit. It's just that they – I mean, there's there's a mystery. There's a mystique of what, what's going to happen. Right. But I just don't well, think well, that it's anything to say, like, definitive, like, states having trouble getting guys we'll, committed or we'll something like that. We'll make that determination in a couple of months. If we get to August and they don't have guys committed, they, they screwed up. So I'm glad you've now – come to my side of things i haven't come to your side of things i wish they would get going i feel like they should have more guys yeah but you but but you were already in panic mode when i said let's wait and see and you were like no no no. no, well now you're back i am in panic mode but at the same time i mean what can i do you know i gotta wait panic uh where are we here kurt in the age of the current nil going forward is msu baseball one of the premier programs in the NCAA baseball world. I think we're, I think, yes, I think the NIL stuff will work itself out for state. As long as you have the, 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 the facilities, the fan support and everything else, you're, you're a premier program. 
You agree? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He also thinks that uh, I need to show more love to you because you seem more confrontational these days. I love Robbie. I've been confrontational my entire life. Early, earlier before the show, I extended Robbie's contract here on the show. He's done nothing, but I just gave him an. an that was a that was that was a slight towards Mike Leach. There is a fictional a extension. A slight. It's a fictional joke. extension. It's a joke. Calm down. You know, like what wasn't it said when I first joined this show that I was going to be more confrontational than yes. anybody you had had at that point. That, so yes, so. that's like that's my that's my shtick. That's yeah. like I'm confrontational about everything. All right, we're going to do uh, two more questions here. Oh. Uh, Let's see here. There's so many more questions. There's really not that many more questions. Keep us right. What are your early predictions for men's and women's basketball? Women make the tournament. Men are an NIT team at this time. I'm probably on board with that. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see the men. I I just don't see who who is going to be the big-time scorer for that team. The women have plenty of talent, though. So my my expectations for Purcell are high uh, in his first year. Andrew Miller. Would you rather State be eight and four with a loss to Arizona but a win over Georgia, or eight and four with the win over Arizona and a loss to Georgia? As unlikely as the former would seem, I don't think it's out of the question with Leach. And that's true. Lose one you shouldn't, win one you shouldn't. Here's what it's, I would say. it's definitely a win yeah. over Georgia. Definitely would rather have the win over Georgia. On top of that, that's going to be tail into the schedule. Yes. Yes. And that's going to be Imagine I mean, if you're, you're la- well, I mean, imagine if in November you went undefeated. Yeah, because you you'd have a chance to do that if you could beat Georgia, right? Because then you're talking about you beat Auburn, Georgia, East Tennessee State, and the Egg Bowl. That'd be great. Yeah, the, year, the month for here's the only problem: if State loses to Arizona, people are going to lose their freaking minds, man. They're going to lose their minds. Yeah. So I don't want to deal with that. Is that it? Uh, Got time for there's a, one more here. One there's more. a couple more one that more. came in while we were doing this. Right. We'll get one more here. With July 4th approaching, are smoked ribs better with or without sauce? Robbie, what is your take on this? I used to be on board with the sauce. Mm-hmm. But if you've if it's been prepared well, yeah. I think you're kind of doing a disservice to your what what you've primed it with and your smoker. Yeah. I like sauce. You can get oh, all the flavor. You can get yeah. all the flavor through that smoked rib. I'm not a sauce elitist. I'm not one of these that barbecue doesn't need sauce. Sometimes barbecue sauce is good. I like barbecue sauce. But the way I do ribs where I, I wrap them up and, you know, on the bottom, I put some butter and a little, you know, the, the rib has enough moisture on top of it as it is. You know, it's plenty yeah. moist. So the barbecue sauce is just another layer of flavor. Well, I, I would, I, I, the way I do my ribs, I do them without sauce. I think they're fine. yeah. I, I used to I used to be firmly against the dry ribs, mm-hmm. but I've you know over the years when I've just kind of had really good ribs. Yeah, I've changed my opinion. Yeah. So, all right, that's going to do us for to- today. Tomorrow's show, we'll talk about the Mike Leach contract extension. Uh, plus, I'm talking to Nabias Wilborn from AL.com. He'll help us preview the Auburn Tigers, so we'll have that opponent preview. Uh, for you tomorrow. Should be a good show. Have a great one, guys. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. So, you think you're untouchable? Word life. This is basic thugonomics. 
this is big basic thugonomics Word life I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me Word life This is basic basic thugonomics Word life A Super Talk Mississippi media production.